0: On this episode of Crazy Talk, I sat down remotely with my friend Agnes to chat about how mental health issues can play a major role in our work lives and how they can affect our experiences of job hunting and ultimately where we end up working. We talked about the positives and the negatives of workplaces and job application processes, as well as working from home and how best to support employees, which might be particularly helpful for anyone who manages people. Um, In the episode description, you'll also find lots of further resources for both employers and employees, as well as all of our social media platforms to help you stay up to date with the podcast and make sure you don't miss any episodes. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the next episode of the podcast. Uh, This week, I'm joined by Agnes, who has really kindly joined me um, to talk a bit about mental health and working, um, a bit about lockdown um, and what the job hunting process can be like um, linking to mental health but also sort of in the current situation. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for allowing me to join. So no worries. Happy to be here. Um, The first thing that I thought might be a good place to start is um, if it's okay with you to give um, maybe a bit of your background and your relationship with mental health and just to
1: kind of set the scene a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am a person who has had tons of mental health struggles from a very early age. So I've been through depression and anxiety route um, a couple of times since I was sort of early teens. Mm -hmm. So I've got quite a bit of experience with it. But it also means that over the years, I managed to come up with ways to cope better so it's definitely been a journey, but hopefully I can give some tips on how to how to cope if someone is new to this sort of struggle. Um,
0: so, yeah, that's quite similar to me, it's... I think, in terms I think a lot of people um Maybe I'm. Um, maybe it's a coincidence in terms of the people I know, but I do quite often hear that with people who have struggled with mental health at different points, um, that it starts maybe in their teen years or when they're a bit younger, and then it's something that kind of as they get older, as they sort of become more of an adult, they maybe get a bit better at coping with it. Even if it's still there, it's like a little bit easier to control. Ideally. Ideal yeah, situation.
1: yeah. I think I think you sort of start to recognize the triggers, or when you start feeling anxious or depressed mm-hmm. and you sort of come up with ways to to recognize it and then to sort of help it mellow it out a yeah. bit and not be as as grave as it was before um but yeah so exactly it's, yeah it's it's quite yeah it's quite common to start in early mm-hmm. teens and then just develop yeah through the year it makes a lot of sense and I think there's things as you get older
0: there's um, certain things like um, having to find a job and pay bills and everything else which can be a big strain on your mental health and make things even more difficult um, but at the same time yeah. yeah like you said you do kind of learn maybe to recognize your own triggers and then kind of in an ideal situation um you then yeah you kind of know when it's coming a bit more or that's something to be honest that I've only really been able to start doing the last year so it's taken me a while but yeah
1: i i think it, i only really started to really recognize it in a, like the last couple of years um before that i had i had proper um it was like a roller coaster really mm-hmm. um but in the last couple of years, i really started to be more mindful of what is triggering me yeah. and how to really help the situation um
0: Yeah, I think that's the same with me I've sort of found different things that have helped as well so when I was younger and sort of the first thing that I got sent to a doctor and they were like great well you can try medication and you can try therapy and that was great like those things have helped me a a lot of time but I think there's also a lot of kind of smaller things that come together that I find sort of like self-care elements. Yeah exactly
1: like I do agree that medication and therapy are major major help. Mm -hmm. Um, in this situation for anybody who's struggling it can be very helpful to go see a doctor get medication and go to therapy although I have gone through a few therapists and you have to find um, so yeah but but it, it does help to find the little things that that can help you mm. um, in life just a little self-care yeah. yoga has been quite helpful for me to yeah, me get through your times and yeah yoga reading Mm -hmm. I think drawing
0: sometimes it's just a case of knowing sort of when I might be like if I'm planning to do something with friends or to go out somewhere and then I feel like that I'm just starting to be a bit anxious or starting to feel panicky and I know that at that point it's not that bad but if I go ahead with those plans I'm going to find myself in the middle of a bar or whatever and just having a complete breakdown so I think I've I've got better at recognizing that in advance maybe tonight is not the night for those plans or even yeah yeah I feel you
1: because I'm the same that like some nights I I love to go out I love to see my friends but there are days when i can feel that it would just push me over the edge mm-hmm. and um it wouldn't be helpful it would be yeah. the opposite so yeah on those nights it's good to just take a bit of time for yourself and <laughs> have a self-care day yeah yeah definitely the same
0: sounds like we've had fairly similar experiences <laughs> Yeah. Um, cool. So we were going to talk a bit about um, how work interacts with mental health because I think that's something that um, yeah. we've both had some interesting experiences of. Um, so I wanted to sort of ask you to kick it off. Um, how have you found that work interacts with your mental health generally? Do you find it quite a big um aspect of sort of what you consider when you're looking for a job or something that's affected you when you've been in a job?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think work is such a huge part of our lives that it will affect your mental health. And if you're not in a healthy work environment, that's going to be very bad for um, both mental and physical health, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, so I, when I look for a job, I do consider what, what the environment is like. Yeah. I've only recently learned that when you go for an interview, it's not just for them to look at you, but for also for you to look at the place and be like, "Would I like to work here? Do I think there, it's a good environment to be in?" Yeah. Um, which is which is a new experience for me because before that, I was just an anxious mess <laughs> who just wanted to get the job wherever it was. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I I I've been lucky because I I think I've had really good experience. All my workplaces have been very supportive when it when it comes to mental health um but I have friends who who are really struggling who, who don't really have a good team and I can see how detrimental it is to their their health not to have sort of a support system even at work yeah um so definitely it's a it's a big aspect in in mental health yeah I definitely agree um I feel like I've I've had
0: quite a few jobs in the last few years since I left university and I think part of that has been sort of trying to find something that actually kind of suits me and and like melds well with like how I work and um sort of my mental health issues that I'd been going through. Yeah. Um, but my first job when I came out of university was actually in a student's union so it was okay. ideal because I mean we were campaigning on mental health for students and how important yeah. it was at the time so Obviously, they were really, really supportive just by the very nature of the organization, which was great. Um, but it was also quite um, sort of a bit of an emotionally draining job because it was all about sort of the relationship with the students and sometimes helping people with sort of quite traumatic things they were going through. Um, but then when that finished, because it was um, like a set period of time, so you can only do you can do that job, uh, like you can be elected to do it twice. So each time is a year. So after two years, I kind of had to find another job, which was terrifying to yeah. be in that position. I know a lot of people are. Um, it is so scary yeah when you know something's gonna end and you've got to find another job and <laughs> yeah the more I panicked the worse my applications were and um, the less I could focus and-
1: yeah I Like yeah. I was like that my my first job ever was just sort of a temporary 10 week thing and I loved it it was a lovely job working in like voice recognition and developing softwares and stuff and it was really interesting but I knew it was only for 10 weeks and when you know it's gonna end it's yeah just, it's very very stressful that makes sense <laughs> um
0: yeah, I'm trying to remember what I did next as well. So I then I, I found a job right sort of at the last minute where I could just um, switch from the job at the students' union to that one. But when I started, it sounds it sounds silly, but I did like three days there, and I knew that if I stayed in that job I was going to be absolutely miserable and they were sort of wow. me such a low salary as well that I couldn't really afford like even the transport to get there and it was like an hour and, a half oh my God. and then the atmosphere was just horrendous like it, it's just like when I first started on my first day my manager sort of said to me like oh I don't really know anyone's names here because like, like no one really like Oh, like no one really communicated or kind of had any relationships and then she said something to me along the lines of um oh don't worry if everyone's really bitter towards you it's because everyone's getting made redundant other than you and me in two months and I was like oh great
1: that is terrible <laughs> like it's it's fascinating how sometimes you can walk into a place and you can just tell yeah. that the work environment is terrible yeah. and you should not be there not with me Um, I just
0: left I was like nope that they hadn't they hadn't given me a contract to sign and I'd been there like five days at this point I still hadn't signed a contract because they kept saying oh we need to get you a contract they're not doing it so I was like okay oh. if, I, if I need to leave yeah that's, a, it now. that's a major red yes. flag you
1: just you should you, you have to leave yeah, you can't that. stay there
0: but on the plus side I was like oh if I leave now before I have signed the contract they don't have a notice period so I just liked it I was like I'm really sorry like I I think I told them I had another job offer which was <laughs> but I just needed to get I've been crying in the toilet like every second I've been there and I was like gotta go <laughs> It was oh, my birthday. That's like I remember so much. That was like my but not last year, but the year before. And it was my birthday. And on that morning I went into work with that like, cake to share with everyone. And then I was just too upset. I didn't even share the cake. And then I quit the job. And then I went home and then I went round the corner to the pub to see whether they had um like a part-time job in the pub off, like off their house. And then they were like, yeah, you can do some part-time work here. And I was like, great. And then somewhat then I um, oh. called back some people for a job interview that I turned down thinking I already had a job and then went to that job interview. So then like by the time like Adam, my partner, like he got home in the evening yeah. and was like, how's your birthday been? And I was like, you have no idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That is the most interesting birthday story that you can have. <laughs> yeah. Quitting a job, getting another one.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then going to an interview. <laughs> But I, yeah, I think part of the reason why I was like, yeah, I I just know that I've got to leave is because I could see how it was going to affect my mental health. And knowing that I'm someone that has a panic disorder and a lot of anxiety, that it was not going to go well and it was not worth kind of going yeah. down being seeing how- Yeah,
1: definitely. I think everybody should consider that when, when they're looking for a job or just starting a job, it's, you have to see how it's going to affect you and I know everybody needs a job but yeah. sometimes it's just not worth it yeah.
0: I think that's how I felt I was just like obviously it's terrifying to be in the position where you're trying to find a job and if you're someone that is trying to support yourself or especially if you're trying to support a family or something um,
1: absolutely it's it's, terrifying. it's very scary yeah. it's it's terrible but in the long term it's it's not going to be helpful exactly. to be part of a company where to get worse and worse
0: I think that's what someone said to me at that time as well so I think a couple of my friends said to me well it might be terrifying now but you will find something else eventually and if you stay in this job and let your mental health hit rock bottom like how is that going to affect the people around you and how is like that's going to have a much more lasting impact on your well-being and then you're going to struggle yeah exactly world? yeah
1: it's like a domino effect it's just going to get worse and worse and exactly. then it's going to affect areas of your life that have nothing to do with work
0: but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then I'm trying to think of any other kind of ex- like specific job related experiences I've had I actually um following that job sorry I'm kind of telling you my life story now oh no
1: that's all right
0: <laughs> but I have just have so many like it's so specific for me that that relationship um, but yeah so after that I went to work I found a job and again like, I was kind of panicking because I didn't have anything so I went straight into the, this other job and I was there for like nine months but then I was just hate, I just didn't like it, but it was, yeah, it was another one where like no one ever talked to each other, no one ever went for drinks after work, or like went for lunch together or anything, and it was, it was like, so in the office you had to be dead silent, like in a library, oh, yeah, but it wasn't an office <laughs> where that was necessary, like no one was on the phone, or no one was recording, anything. there was no reason for it, it was just a really, really kind of hostile, strict environment, yeah,
1: I, I had a short period of time where I was in a team where, where it was very similar to that, where, mm-hmm. where everybody was just silent and it can drive you mental. Yeah. Just not hearing other people talk and just not feeling like you're allowed to talk or turn to someone and have a laugh. And when you've already got anxiety or
0: depression or anything else that you're struggling with and then you're in that scenario, it just, it's you kind of sat exactly. there with your own thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah that that wasn't fun Um, and then so I was looking for a new job for quite a while in that one then because I knew that I kind of had to get out and I was so unhappy there so I was getting more and more kind of like I could feel like depression or something that I've kind of had a lot before in the past I could feel it kind of coming back yeah I knew I needed to change jobs but it had been because they were they were so strict they they wouldn't really let you have time off there was no um, flexibility or like there was basically no way for me to go to interviews So by the time I'd done a few interviews and not got a job yet I was like I'm stuck like I can't think of another excuse I can't say I've got another doctor's appointment (laughs) then I'm kind of stuck there and it just got worse and worse and I think I was putting so much pressure on myself to find a new job so I was in work all day and then all my free time was spent applying for jobs in a panic that I then like that was when I had effectively like the second mental breakdown that I've had in my life the first thing being when I started university um when I was 19 and then this one last year and I just thought oh my gosh everything's done like I don't know what to do I don't know how to survive this and I ended up like I was so ill like um a doctor tried to send me to hospital at one point because I'd just been too panicked like I couldn't eat and that was when like they said like that you've got a panic disorder like that's what it is and they sent me to therapy and up my medication and everything but then what was interesting was that when I did find a new job in And I actually thought, right, I've got to make sure this is somewhere that I'm going to feel happy and it's a supportive team and it seems like a nice atmosphere. And it was exactly what you were saying before, that you suddenly realise, and sometimes it takes a while to realise, that you actually, um, it's okay to be like, maybe this isn't the place for me or to be thinking about, I like to work here, even if they even if they want me, would I still want to work here? Um, And that's where I am now. and, And that's somewhere where they're so it's not sort of a mental health specific organization but they're just really on it they just completely understand they're really flexible they're super supportive and when I first started and I was kind of keen to start a new job but I was still coming out the other side of like a full six month long mental breakdown that happened because of my last job and I'd ended up on sick leave and having to sort of quit whilst on sick leave and it was a mess um then I explained that to them and I was like oh this is the worst thing to say when you start a new job and they were like no we totally get it Like, that's fine we'll be patient with you um, and they like extended my probation as well, which was scary at the time because I was like, oh, I've done something wrong. Um, but actually it gave me more of a chance to kind of show like, yeah, I'm really keen on, on doing this job and I'm really passionate about it because I'd spent maybe like the first two thirds of my probation being a mess. Like
1: <laughs> just about making it to yeah. work. So lovely about it. and they're still it's, really, really it's so scary when you come out from a really bad mental s- space. Mm-hmm. and you're trying to get yourself together to start something and it's so scary to yeah. go into a new situation and you feel like a mess but it's so good that you managed to find something where, where they're really supportive I think it's like it's it's not to say that like every that there are loads and loads of jobs out there like that but
0: I think places are generally becoming more supportive of mental yes, health it, more it's understanding.
1: definitely been a trend uh, which is really good it's very positive mm-hmm. that more and more places are providing support and are more understanding it's uh, it's good to see that it's finally happening um yeah i went through similar things like you i i after my sort of um temporary job i managed to find um a job at a company where i worked for three years but it was there was it was full of ups and downs Mm -hmm. Um, When I joined, it was a lovely team and it was actually the person who hired me who told me, you will spend more time with us than than you will with your boyfriend. So um, (laughs) we we have to have um, a good team and we have to have um, an open sort of communication between us about how we're feeling and what you're thinking. Um, and that was very helpful. But then changes happened within the team and suddenly I had a new manager who preferred um, people being silent. Oh, um, no. So, yeah. So I struggled for a few months and it, it actually pushed me to to apply for another job within the company on another team. Mm-hmm. And thank God I got that job because I suddenly jumped to this team that was super supportive. They were very loud and friendly. Um <laughs> but the work was really really stressful and and that that can also affect you very very much so because at some point we had people leaving and the workload got so overwhelming that I had a similar similar breakdown to you last year I just started having panic attacks in the summer and it was really bad but thankfully they they were very understanding when I when I called them I was like look I just need a day or two to just get myself together they completely understood and and they became a lot more supportive so I really I really loved my team and then weirdly during this lockdown I I got the opportunity to um to go for another job in another company and (laughs) um yeah and and I have to say it's been a good decision um the team is just as nice as my previous one but um the work is much less stressful so I feel like it was definitely a good decision both um professionally and for my mental health if that makes sense yeah I think that's the thing as well like you like when we talk about this it doesn't
0: mean that you wouldn't also factor in like like choosing a job or thinking about it in terms of what you want your career to be or how much, um, what salary you want to be on or what suits you if you're um, caring for children at the same time. Or no, like exactly,
1: because uh, you have to consider all of that and it's really hard because there are so many things you have to, you have to like what you're doing or you mm-hmm. you have to at least do something that's going to lead to something that you want to do um, yeah. because otherwise if you, if you feel like you're doing something that's pointless that's, that's not going to be helpful either um is there's just so many aspects to it to consider when you're looking mm. for a job and it's just a terrifying world out there <laughs> it's definitely a difficult process um
0: especially if you're someone who um struggles with mental yeah. health as well um but i think yeah it sounds like both of us have kind of learned the like similar lesson that even though it's really scary yeah. it's important to. Yeah.
1: Back- yeah, exactly. When when things got very stressful in my previous company, I I went through a similar process to you. I looked for jobs, and I think I got so stressed over it, and I got so panicky before interviews that I just I just got stuck in this loop of looking for jobs all the time, and and it, it wasn't helpful. It didn't help. I think it it definitely was um, contributing to my panic attacks at the time. Yeah. But I just couldn't mm-hmm. relax over it, so. I think that's
0: similar to what I did. I think I overdid it in a similar way where I was just doing nothing but applying for jobs because exactly. I was so scared. It made it worse and became a sort of vicious cycle. Yeah, you just
1: become obsessed over it and
0: yeah. it'd be like midnight and I'd be sat in bed like crawling through LinkedIn. Like <laughs> I know I, I know the feeling of
1: yeah. being there.
0: Yeah. Um what do you think? Um we've kind of already touched on it but in terms of like the process of applying for jobs um, do you find that that's kind of harder if you're someone that struggles with anxiety already? I
1: um, uh, I do think it's a little bit harder to be honest I because mm-hmm. sometimes I don't feel like I can go for a job even though like my brain knows I've got the correct Qualifications for it and the experience, but there's this little voice telling you that you're you're not gonna get it, you're not good enough, and it's yeah. scary to even just to apply. And then once you start looking for jobs, it's inevitable that you're gonna get rejections, and mm-hmm. it's it's it can be very hard to deal with that, to constantly get the no from the companies that you or, or for jobs that you really really wanted. Um, and yeah, and and then the whole interview process—it's—it's it's scary. I think even for people who don't struggle with anxiety, yeah. And then to go in and be put on the spot, and having to talk about yourself for a while—it's—it's just—it is very scary. And it's um, yeah. if you're someone who struggles with anxiety, that that can be that can put you off of wanting to yeah. change
0: anything where there's um you know sometimes with some jobs um that you have to make a presentation in front of yes exactly and See those and I'm like I know I could do it but I nope nope yep. <laughs> it's
1: not gonna happen when they're like can you send us a portfolio and talk us through it I'm like nope sorry yeah, that's yeah. not gonna happen
0: The one I really can't deal with, so I get um, very bad anxiety around um, like phone calls and video calls. So anytime I've had to do like a Skype interview, it's been a mess. Yep.
1: I've only done one Skype interview, but I think I prefer it. I weirdly prefer it to um, real life interviews. Although I do hate phone calls. That's just a no for me.
0: well another one of my kind of like it's quite specific but another major trigger for me for anxiety sometimes is like I'll get very bad like anxiety and panic attacks when I'm I've got like a schedule that you have to be at this place for this time and it's super important and then trying to figure out the route to get there on public transport and when to leave your house and like planning all of that out even though it's something that's like theoretically quite easy to do I still get absolutely terrified yeah because that's something that's so essential for in the run up to an interview that alone like by the time I get there if I've managed to get through all of that and I've not got lost to trying to find it on google maps that's like that's that's a you know an achievement in itself
1: yeah I completely get you because I I deal with it the way that I over plan it and then I get there about an hour early for the interview because I'm just so anxious for it and just I just want to like make sure that I'm not going to be late and then I just end up being super yes. early um, there
0: was one where I did that and then I got there and I thought I was late so I thought I was like 20 minutes late because I got horribly lost. Oh and God. I got there in the middle of summer where I was like physically dripping with sweat like it was gross and I was just so out of breath like an absolute mess and I got there and I was like I'm so sorry I'm here for an interview but I'm late like, I don't know what to do and then the guy was like it's in an hour oh <laughs> I've never been so embarrassed and then he said do you want a glass of water or a towel <laughs> oh my
1: god. messing onto the reception desk so. yeah um yeah that's the other bit like when you get anxious you start to sweat and in real life <laughs> interviews it's just oh
0: that's such a big part of anxiety that's, that i think that's, that's
1: all about. you think about oh my god i've got sweaty yeah. armpits <laughs> You can tell I'm really, really
0: nervous. And then you're warm and you're like, you've got blazer on or something and you're like, can't take it off. I've got to keep yeah. my jacket
1: on. Right. Like, even though it's like 35 degrees outside. I'm... Yeah. yeah. I have
0: a bad habit I've always. Um, anytime I have been applying for jobs, it's been in the middle of summer. So I've decided next time I look for a new job, I'm going to do it in December.
1: Yeah, Just... do it in the
0: winter. <laughs> yeah. Just for that novelty.
1: Um they tell that you're sweating if, you, if you've got layers on <laughs>
0: yeah that too i'll have a scarf and a hat and everything yeah <laughs> um i was gonna say i really liked what you mentioned as well about um how like rejections for job applications can impact your mental health because i think that's definitely something that i'm familiar with and i think a lot of people go through because getting rejections for jobs is horrible enough for people and like especially if it's something you really want or you're really desperate for a new job that like, it's horrible to go through that process and then if you combine that with i mean if you have a mental health condition or struggle with mental health in a way where you kind of have that like negative Um, kind of negative voices in your head all the time and that lack of self-confidence or kind of your brain trying to convince you that you're not good enough for things with anxiety or depression or anything else um, then you're just kind of it's kind of timesing that by 10. um, Exactly
1: exactly Mm -hmm. I I got to a point where I I just had to stop looking because I realized that it's it's triggering something in me that's so negative and I was starting to put myself down even in mm. situations that had nothing to do with work or looking for a job but um i at some point i just took a break and i was like okay i just need a couple of weeks when i'm i'm not going to obsess over it yeah. um and sometimes you just um yeah it's rejection can be really hard on you and when you've got a mental health issue it's uh, it's, it's like you said it's times 10 I think that's a good um good advice to take a break from it. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, like I know some people are going to be in a position where they're trying to find a job as soon as possible. Um, but there's a lot of parents to taking a break and being like, right, I've applied to like a hundred jobs. like yeah, exactly. So many. I had to kind of teach myself when I was first going through the application process was that you don't have to be doing it 24/7 mm-hmm. as much as people are telling you. That's that. the
1: other thing that I was going to say. I after a while I realized I allocated for about an hour for it every day or every other day and then and then just spend that hour on it and then I knew that was my time to look for it and I tried not to obsess over it when it was yeah. not that allocated time because you you have to you have to allow yourself to think about other things and not get too wrapped up in in something yeah. that's gonna so cause so much anxiety
0: and it just takes so, over your life yeah I think um, last year, when I was kind of going, th- well, going through a, um, like a full-blown mental breakdown at the same time as trying to find a new job, and that was all mixed up together. I think one of the things that really helped me through it was that I was talking to like close friends, um, and my partner, and my family constantly about the process. And I remember being so terrified of how annoying it must be for them to hear nothing about nothing other than my job application process every day yeah um, (laughs) and they were no we don't mind like they could see what I was going through like they knew how ill I was and they knew that I was like back in the doctors every other day and everything else um so they were just super supportive so I think that's probably another good thing for anyone going through that to bear in mind that if there is someone like even if it's just one person or a couple of people who are really supportive and you can talk to about it then they'll maybe be in a position to say to you look you need to take a break like you've been obsessing over it take a little break or to keep your confidence up a, a little bit um is that really helpful
1: definitely i think i think that's that's a good advice even if it's not just for looking for work but in any kind yeah. of anxious situation if you have a person you can talk to sometimes saying things out loud can really put things into perspective and and whether the person is going to say to you or you're going to realize that you you need to take a break or you need to change something it's going to help to talk about it yeah absolutely
0: I feel like that's one of the themes that comes up most often when I talk to people um, for the podcast or just generally about um, kind of their, their best advice or what helps them the most when they're really ill with mental health issues um, is always like, if you, if there's anyone to support you, like having other people around you is amazing. Exactly. Like, it makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. It's... I think, Um, I think it's the same for probably for quite a lot of people, but I know in the past when I've been really, really ill that I've, um, tended to try to isolate myself so even though it's something so obvious it's a good reminder that you need to seek out like the support yeah, exactly. when you can
1: it, it tends to be very common I think with people who struggle that they they think that other people don't want to hear their struggles and they try yeah. to yeah isolate themselves but really it's 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 just gonna make things worse and if there's anyone mm-hmm. that you can talk to you should go and talk to them and so you mentioned that you um went through the process of looking for your most
0: recent job during lockdown with um coronavirus that we're going (laughs) through right now
1: exactly
0: how has that been has that been like a whole sort of additional element has it it been a
1: bit of a way it has been an interesting interesting time in my life um yeah basically about a week into lockdown um I wasn't really looking for anything because of lockdown. I just figured there wouldn't be many jobs out there. Um, yeah, and I was very annoyed because just before lockdown, I started looking again, just because I I wanted a change and I thought it's it's the right time to to take a step forward. Um, but yeah, I basically found an ad on um, LinkedIn and I decided to apply. I thought, well, if nothing else it's going to be good for me to just practice my interview skills. Um, So, so yeah, I applied and and they called me back and it it was with a company that I already knew, which was, which was somewhat helpful because I already know some people over there and um, it made things easier for me to Mm -hmm. make the decision whether I want it or not. Uh, But yeah, it was, it was really strange. Uh, The interview was actually over Skype and um this was my first ever skype interview i i was i didn't even tell my previous job that i was interviewing i was kind of trying to work at the same time as i was doing the interview which i do not recommend to anyone seriously if you're doing an interview at home just take the hour for the interview (laughs) Yeah, it it was very. I was very nervous, but for me, uh, somehow the video call aspect of it and the fact that I could be at home and not having to go to a physical place and be there an hour early, it really helped. It, um, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it made me relax a bit more. um, That makes sense. Yeah, during the interview, and and even when I was talking to the people who. Who ran the interview? It, it it came across like a really nice place to work for. So they were very nice. They 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 didn't start the interview very professionally. It was more more of a chat, and then we got into yeah yeah. So so that was that was I think the nicest interview I've ever had, to be perfectly honest. Which <laughs> I do realize it's not going to be like that for everybody, Uh but I do think weirdly for people with anxiety skype interviews might actually be better Mm -hmm. i can imagine how they could be quite helpful for some people yeah it's um it it takes away a lot of the lot of the stress that you have to go through just finding the place Mm -hmm. all the things we talked about basically um and they can't see that you're sweating so (laughs) (laughs) it's always a plus. yeah um yeah so so the interview itself was was quite nice um and then when they called me that I got the job that was when my my own anxiety kicked in and I spent about a week just agonizing over what I should do because I do realize this is a this is a situation globally that's just very hard on everybody and the economy is not in the best shape um yeah so change in this time is is very very scary, and I had a little pro and con list whether to change or not. I wrote it all out and um, and then decided to take the leap i, I had so many conversations uh, with with close friends and long long conversations and i I felt the same like you did I, I was like they're getting sick of this they don't want they don't want to hear whether I want to change a job or not um, but they they really helped me, and then I decided to change. And um, starting a new job during lockdown is hard. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I, that. I did not realize. Like I I I will say this: the interview process was quite nice and straightforward. It's not that different from from seeing people in person, but starting from home, it is it is complicated. it's um it's the fact that you you don't actually see your team all day so I um I am working with people that I've had conversations with but I don't know what they look like um and just just having to be constantly on video calls or or actual calls so you can get trained on on new bits that you're learning it's um it's very taxing to be honest um that makes sense yeah (laughs) it's it was before my first day I actually considered have I made a mistake because I was so nervous I kept going out for walks the day before I was just like I I need to be outside I can't sit on my own in my room I can't be agonizing over this I just can't can't do it I I can't do it I need to tell them I can't do it I kept saying it to myself but then then I started and I have a very very supportive team But it is hard when you're sitting on your own in your either in your room or in your living room and and you're you feel like the newbie but it's it's a weird feeling like you're the newbie but you're on your own so
0: yeah but I keep hearing a lot of people talking about how um they sort of predict that a lot of businesses or a lot of organizations might look at remote working as more of a permanent fixture. And to some degree I'm like, oh, that would be quite nice because I think um one thing that I experience as part of sort of mental illness is um like just being exhausted all of the time so even just missing out the commute for a couple of days helps me um but I find that quite interesting because the other side of it is when people start for the first time is it going to be a lot harder for them to integrate into the team um so I've been thinking about how difficult that might be and it makes a lot of yeah it it, it
1: is quite difficult it's um because I, I also realize that I'm very lucky because the team actually makes an effort to to make sure I'm included and there's a group chat and they they always check in on me to see if I'm okay and how I'm doing and Perfect. it's and it's great but I also realized that there are jobs out there that might not be similar so you will have to learn to cope with that feeling of you're alone in your room and you have to you have to pick up new things and it's it's quite mm. scary and, and I, when the social aspect of it is taken away I feel like you're going to feel like the newbie for longer than you would when you're actually
0: in the office and getting to know people i think that's probably true um so you mentioned um about sort of how difficult it was and you thought whether you when you were trying to make the the decision of whether to change jobs or not after you knew you had been offered it and how that was particularly hard um with um coronavirus going on right now which makes sense um but i wondered as well whether you find that um your anxiety affects decision making like that because i quite often find that i like part of how my anxiety manifests is that I constantly doubt myself. So even if I know in my gut that this is the right decision, I agonize oh, over it. Oh, definitely.
1: It it was a major part of it. I I think if if I didn't have my anxiety in the background, I would have taken the job immediately. Um, hmm. because my gut said this is the right step, but my mind just kept going. Is it though? <laughs> And yeah. and it does affect me basically every day. I, I You ask me to make a decision, and I, it will take a long time. I yeah,
0: s- I find even if it's something very small, it's still oh, a yeah, definitely.
1: So, <laughs> I'm I'm very indecisive, and and part of it is definitely the anxiety telling me that to mm. to doubt myself and whether I'm making the right decision with whatever yeah. I do. I
0: know. Do you find that sometimes you'll make a decision and you're like, Great, I've decided what I'm gonna do and then you wake up the next morning and you're like, Nope, I yeah, changed my mind. Definitely.
1: Yeah, that happens world. all the time. <laughs> it even yeah. happened with the yeah. job. I was I, I was like, Okay, I decided, I take it. Next morning I wake up and I'm like, No, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, 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 no, you can't do it, you can't do it
0: yeah I definitely really envy people who have, kind of have that confidence to like they really know what they want to do um but I think more recently I've got a bit better at telling myself that even if it takes you a bit longer to decide and you're not confident in your decision it takes you a little bit longer to feel confident in your decision that it's okay if everything isn't happening quite at the same speed that it might be for someone who is sort of really really confident and always jumping to the next step because they know exactly what they want to be doing so I'm kind of working on that confidence a bit yeah, at the moment. I, but I kind hard. of take
1: comfort in the in the thought that I, I know that I've I weighed all the, pro- the pros and cons of a decision. So once I decide, it's, it's definite.
0: <laughs> I just need yes. to
1: actually get I to that point where I, where I can be confident yeah. about that decision.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, so I was also going to ask, um, this is a, a bit of a kind of separate topic okay. now, um, to some degree but i was interested to hear so we you talked a bit about having different managers and i said i was thinking that um in terms of having different different managers that i've had in different jobs i found that that's one of the things that impacts sort of my comfort in the job and how it might affect my mental health more than anything and so obviously we don't need to sort of discuss different managers we've had in detail um but i thought maybe it would be good to ask if Um, sort of someone was a manager and they were to say to you what's the best way that I can support someone who um, I'm managing that I know suffers with mental health issues I wonder what whether you there's sort of anything specific that you'd say in response
1: I think the best managers I've had in that respect were were always very attentive to the people that work for them and and they were very good at noticing when, when something was off and just going for a chat, just, just initiating that chat about whether mm-hmm. the person is okay or if they need anything is, is very important because yeah. it's so hard to be an employee and and go for help and, and ask for help from your manager when you're not sure if they're going to mm-hmm. be open to it. But once they start a conversation about it, if if the people know that they're going to be available and helpful, it it's a major help, I think
0: that makes sense I totally agree um my last manager who um she's just left so I, I think I've kind of got a temporary manager at the moment um, but she was really really great at that and it was um probably the first sort of like really solid example of that that I had and it was ex- exactly what you said that she was just so attentive even though she was so busy and she was going through so much she was good at always checking in with us even if it was just for five minutes and also saying to me if you want to talk to me at any point just put uh, like even a five minute or ten minute catch up in the diary um, and just invite me and I'll be there and it was really nice to know that and I think I found that I was probably more open with her than anyone else I'd had as a manager in the past um, about everything that was going on and what I was going through on a daily basis especially when I was um, really ill when I first started there but the reason why I felt able to talk to her was because she was so communicative with me and so like friendly and chatty and approachable um, but also always saying like tell me if there's anything you need and, and sort of that informal like keen to talk to me at all times and I know that obviously people are really really busy yeah exactly about it. it's, but also it's, that it's
1: like... important that the chats don't have to last long they don't have to be big conversations yeah. it can just be a five minute chat, uh, chat to check in and um, it, it, it can really help if, if people know that you're open to it and you're open to hearing what they're going mm-hmm. through it's, it's it's the most important thing I think yeah, absolutely that's definitely what helped me the most
0: um and why I kind of feel comfortable in the job that I'm in now. I think as well, just having a manager that was like that made me feel comfortable in the organization as a whole because I thought if this is one example of someone who works here that I'm working with, it just kind of gave me that feeling that it was an organization where the kind of people that work there are happy to talk about mental health, like they're
1: open to talking about anything you need and they are really, really supportive. Yeah, exactly. You just need one person who's like that and it's gonna help you feel at home at work in a way yeah
0: and I think so. Um, I've definitely had managers who were more familiar with mental health issues themselves and others who kind of knew absolutely nothing about it but actually some of the ones that knew nothing about it were some of the most supportive so it's not always about them needing to know exactly what you're going through or know sort of the medical side of it or exactly how to support you because like that's too much their job that like, you go to a doctor yeah, or I a feel therapist like empathy or whatever is
1: more important in this case than than the actual knowledge yeah. about the medical side of things.
0: And that sort of flexibility and willingness to talk about it and be open about it and listen to what you're going through and then yeah, work exactly. with you to find things that might help you. So my last manager, um, the other really good thing that she did was that she sort of said to me, um, if there's anything that at any point that you feel might help you. So for example, like working from home one day a week or um kind of changing my hours slightly or anything like that, she said, um, anything you think of let me know because if we can do it and if like it's fine with HR and everything then we can look into it um, and that was really nice there wasn't really anything that I sort of came up with that that sort of in terms of like physical changes um but just sort of knowing that it was so nice to hear it. um and I think it was her she was so keen just to say like if there is anything that might help you tell me and we'll see whether we could do it and that was like, yeah, just that openness
1: I knowing that people are willing to be flexible to help you can can in itself be a big help to help okay. you ease that anxiety mm.
0: well I think we should probably finish soon um but one thing I kind of wanted to ask you just before we end was um whether you have more of a kind okay. of fun question do you have any top tips for working from home or like coping with working from home or coping with lockdown and everything oh, that's God. going on right now and it can be top amazing. tips
1: um, <laughs> if you have the option do yeah. not work from your bedroom because i made the mistake mm-hmm. in my first week and <laughs> it can really mess with your sleep and and your um just just your mind having to work where you sleep it's not a good idea um yeah i know it's very common it's a very yeah. common <laughs> advice but you can't say it enough um and then what I find really really helpful and this might not be for everyone but um I cannot just wake up and go straight to work so as much as I like a lion I can't do it on my working days I I actually need to get up a bit earlier and just have a little morning routine um to actually get to the point where I'm physically um able to work and not feel like I've just been thrown into it. Um, yeah, that's something <laughs> I'm very good at. I will just roll out. I, better I genuinely that. wish I could do that, but I just, I just need that little sort of an hour back. for myself to, to actually mentally get ready yeah. for a work day. And
0: yeah, I definitely need to start doing that more. <laughs> yeah, and then,
1: and then I also find it really important to after work, like finish time, on, finish, finish work on time. And then do something for Mm -hmm. yourself just to make sure that there's a transition between the working life and whatever your free time is. I sometimes go for a walk or or do a bit of yoga or just, I don't know, draw or Mm -hmm. write, you know, just do something that's going to help you unwind.
0: I've been um similarly I've been trying to do so where I've been doing half an hour an hour of yoga most days I've been sort of doing that as the thing I do when I finish work so I finish work and then I know I do my yoga and it's like also useful that yoga is quite a relaxing thing to do anyway After that, I'll just chill out and watch tv or um like do I've got really into gardening recently (laughs) I'll do some like drawing or read a book or whatever and it's kind of helps me through that that transition process to feel like
1: you need to find something to to help you sort of unwind and and make sure you transition into your evening
0: I do this isn't top advice but I do find it easier on a Friday where I'll be like right it's five o'clock I've finished work oh yes that's been (laughs) me I
1: I finish work at six but sometimes the the bottle is open at five so
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so that's a kind of um it's a good like measurement for me i'm like right the wine is open it's no longer work time (laughs) that's
1: my weekend time that's my marker of the weekend you open a bottle of wine and you just sort of it's time to relax for two days
0: (laughs) yeah i think the other thing that i'm everyone saying and it's super obvious but i find that when i'm working from home I can get kind of stuck where I just never leave the house and actually one of the best times to go out for a walk for me is sometimes yeah. my lunch break because it kind of like yeah back up it, a
1: bit. it definitely helps I, I have been doing that as well so sometimes I walk in my lunch break and then go for a little walk in my after work as well it, it just helps and and just taking mm. sort of regular five minute breaks it's very important. Yeah. When you're working from home, you don't have that distraction from the office when someone comes over to you, or you go for a coffee, or or just do something that's not being at your desk. I feel like I I have been yeah. very lucky because I I've had my cat sort of sleeping next to me. So whenever I want a little five minute break, I just go and sort of annoy him for a little bit. And um, yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> having a pet yeah definitely your right having now. a pet is is a great help during lockdown um yeah yeah, yeah. my, my cat also become way more affectionate which I'm I'm really enjoying but I'm also slightly I think ours is, <laughs> ours is like go through mine, through mine. I think mine was like that after a few weeks and then he realized oh she's not going anywhere <laughs> she's gonna stay here might as well be nice yeah. to her
0: although we adopted our cat only a couple of months before coronavirus really (laughs) hit so I don't know whether he was quite young as well so we got him from the RFPPA but he was only like 10 months when we got him so I think he probably just thinks this is it he's adapted to it now and actually I don't know what he's gonna do when we go back to work yeah I sometimes think about it like
1: what will our pets do when we go back to work they will just think we've abandoned them Mm -hmm. but no really we're just
0: Either that, or we'll we'll be worrying yeah, about that, that, and they just. Won't I care. think
1: cats just won't care. <laughs> cats will be like, "Oh, thank God, I've got the house for okay.
0: myself." I think Alz will only care because he um we let him outside, but we don't have a cat flap, so he hadn't really been outside because it yeah. was sort of we kept him in for the first like month or two. So it was around the time when lockdown started that he was first allowed out, and we're here to open the doors all the time. So then when we go back to work, he's going to be like, "Why can't I get to the outside?"
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I have the exact same situation with my cat. Although when I'm at work he's used to just sleeping on my bed and then as soon as I get home he's outside. But now he he's gotten used to just yeah. being able to come and go as he pleases. So I don't know what's gonna happen when, when we're all back in the office, but <laughs> it's a good question. It's a question
0: people need to raise. How will yeah. I adapt? maybe it should be one of your episodes cool yeah i'll do that that can be like the closing episode or like the end of the series or whatever well that's probably a good place to finish um so thank you so much for coming um and talking to me i feel like we've covered so many different topics and hopefully it'll be quite helpful for people to listen to